3: on the rita cosby show president trump comes out swinging saying that on day one first of all he'll do drill baby drill and he also said that he would close our borders he'd finish the border wall and he says his revenge because at a town hall on fox news he was asked Will you be a revenge president? Like, people are concerned that maybe if you were to be reelected again, that you would seek revenge on a number of people who have been going after you. And boy, have they ever. And President Trump actually had a really interesting answer. He said, my revenge will be the country's success. That we had a very successful country when he was president low unemployment, high monetary, so many different issues. And he said that my success will be your success and that the country doing well will be the revenge of everybody saying, boy, I remember how good it was under that president versus what we are experiencing now. And boy, are they out for this president in just the last little bit. Letitia James, the New York attorney general, said, you know what, if Trump isn't ready to cough up the $355 million worth of assets for the civil fraud fine, and that's even if he plans to appeal, he has to post it sort of as bond, whether it's the asset or cash or a combination thereof. She told ABC News, quote, She's prepared to seize Trump's buildings if he can't pay the amount. I mean, this is like crazy. Uh, What about like what his, uh, you know, firstborn child? Is that next? I mean, this is a no limits lawfare. And these people just have no boundaries. And they're going after now. The judge, of course, is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything's on the table. Letitia James saying everything is on the table in her mind. Quote, if he does not have funds to pay off the judgment, then we will seek judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge, the laughing judge that we've seen, to seek maybe assets, to seize those assets. Boy, is that a whopper. In other words, hurry up. Turnover either the properties or money. And don't forget, by the way, it's not just $355 million that was the order in the civil fraud case. It's also an additional $100 million in prejudgment interest. And then by the time he pays it, it could be a little bit more. I mean, this is just absolutely ludicrous. And people around the world are saying, what kind of country are you living in? Well, President Trump is also saying it, and he's saying, you know, it looks an awful lot like a communist country. This looks like, show me the man and I'll find the crime. And that's what he said just a little bit ago. Take a listen.
4: We are turning into a communist country in many ways. And if you look at it, I'm the leading candidate... I got indicted. I never heard of being indicted before. I was going I got indicted four times. I have eight or nine trials, all because of the fact that I'm, and you know this, all because of the fact that I'm in politics. They indicted me on things that are so ridiculous.
3: Yeah. And people are going, wait, has there ever been another case in New York like that? And people are going, no, we haven't seen another case in New York like that where somebody is thrown such a whopper over a potential inflation of real estate. And more and more people are saying that they do not want to have anything to do with business in New York. You're hearing from Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank saying New York is, quote, a loser state, and he will no longer do business in New York. And a lot of other people are echoing that, saying this is just so unbelievably over the top. And President Trump also talked A lot tonight about law and order, what he sees as a degradation of law and order all over the country and including in the state of New York. Talked a lot about what's happening with the migrants that are crossing our wide open southern border. There was another case tonight. Remember that horrible video that we saw? where we saw the migrants from Venezuela, some of them repeat offenders, where they were beating the NYPD officers in Times Square, doing drop kicks to them. I mean, it was just horrible stuff. Well, now there's another case because they went to Randall's Island, which is a location for another migrant shelter, a big one there. They went to have an arrest to arrest somebody. And guess what happens? They started throwing chairs and beating the officers. These are the people that are coming to our country that are staying there at the luxury of U.S. taxpayers. They're either giving the press the finger, they're dodging arrests, and they're kicking our officers in the head. Or tonight we're seeing new video where they're throwing chairs at the officers and punching them. So that's really nice. Welcome to America. We're so glad we let you in. And there's a lot of good people that are crossing the border for, I'm sure, legitimate reasons. But there's a whole bunch more that are not coming for legitimate reasons and are taking advantage of our not only broken borders, but our broken justice system. And Trump had an interesting term tonight that everybody's talking about uh, because he had a name for what's happening with all these horrible assaults tied to people crossing the border. Take a listen. It's a new category. I don't
4: know if you've heard this, but I came up with this one, migrant crime. There's crime, there's violent crime, there's migrant crime. We have a new category of crime. It's called migrant crime. And it's going to be worse than any other form of crime.
3: And there are reports tonight, by the way, in the New York Post, that this new funding that is coming through these prepaid credit cards, remember the ones that we heard from Eric Adams saying, oh, he's got this $53 million plan. Uh, It didn't really come out until the Post exposed it and blew the whistle on it. Well, now it turns out that a family of four migrants with two children under the age of 17 could get potentially $15,200 a year under New York's controversial new $53 million program, which includes these prepaid credit cards to asylum seekers. I'm sorry, $15,000? Boy, I would love to have that. I can think of a lot of homeless veterans that would love to have that, that desperately need it. That could use $15, let alone $15,200. It is a whopper. And more and more details are coming out that it could go well beyond the $53 million amount that that may just be the tip of the iceberg. And in between all of this, of course, we've got Joe Biden, who is tanking in the polls, And people are going, wait a minute, this doesn't seem real American. We have the issues going on with migrant crime. We've got chaos all over the world. Look at Ukraine. Look at what's happening after Russia invaded and this brutality there. Look at what happened with Hamas and Israel. We're also hearing that a British tanker ship sank and it got attacked by the Houthis, these Iranian rebels. President Biden still has yet to put Iran in its place, has yet to put Russia in its place, seems to not be doing anything about Hamas, and seems to be backstabbing Israel in so many ways. So it begs the question, uh, is he even running the show? Do we even have a president in charge? And his cognition, or lack thereof, is a major issue. Here is President Trump, who, by the way, one hour on Fox News, all live, sharp as attack. Answered questions fluidly, answered questions from the audience very comprehensively. It was obviously a man with great cognitive skills compared to the man we have in the Oval Office. And President Trump talked about President Biden. Listen to this.
4: He's declined and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, <laughs> no, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. And all of a sudden when he's most diminished, this is when he hit and he, he did it. But uh, if you look at me, I feel, and I really mean this, and I would tell you, I, and I think you tell me too, because we've known each other a long time, if i was if I felt diminished, okay, let's use a nice term. If I felt diminished or declined any anyway, I think I'd know it. And I think I'd say, I'm not running. Somebody should talk to him, but if he runs, he runs. Uh, he doesn't seem to be I heard you say that he's very persistent and he probably is I think most people I I think that most people that run would be stubborn or persistent and you know just not want to give up the ghost but uh, you know we have a nation to run we have a nation that has to survive we have nuclear weapons and the likes of which and you don't even want to know about it the most powerful weapons in the history of the world so powerful that you don't even want to talk about them and we have him negotiating for us And in his best years, he couldn't have negotiated. Well, now he has no clue what's happening. And I know Putin very well. And I know President Xi of China. I know him all. Kim Jong-un, I know very well. I did a great job with him.
3: You know, it was interesting watching him tonight. And I'm curious if you guys saw him. Uh, Again, very fluid on all the different issues. It was nice to see a guy who's talking about putting America first. It was nice to see a commander-in-chief talking about protecting our borders. And it was nice to see somebody who wasn't, um, 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 um and talking about appeasement every five seconds. 1 800 1 Let's go to Susan, line four. Susan, your thoughts. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to start. Yes, President Trump. I mean, after that
5: absolutely uh, detestable. Uh, verdict of the other day on Saturday, he was out in Michigan. He was at the sneaker <laughs> convention. I mean, and now he's going to try to take um, Truth Social Public for a whole bunch of money. This guy is resourceful. This is why we want him because we need someone resourceful. But what I wanted to say, Rita, was. I don't believe it's so much revenge as accountability, because what the destruction that that Biden, the puppet Biden, has done. Like for instance, he didn't, he um, defied the Supreme Court, which said that he could not give student loan uh, um, forgiveness. That is against you know the Constitution. Even Nancy Pelosi said he couldn't do it. He did it anyway. Okay? Now, that's just one example. I mean, I don't know how long you have for me, but I could go on for quite a while. Well, and and Susan,
3: by the way, you hit a great point because, and he kept doing it, and he still continues to do it. And you know darn well, by the way, even on the student loan issue, the reason he's doing it, he is trying to essentially buy votes. He's trying to get, you know, the young people who typically vote Democrat but feel very apathetic towards this president to get them engaged and feel beholden, just like the open border. Um, He's trying to engender it with those folks who, you know, right now they don't have the right to vote, but he's hoping at some point they do or at least their family members do or friends do, you know, who are already here. Um, so, I mean, there are so many issues here. It's just so flagrant that he's willing to thumb his nose at the Supreme Court, to your point, Susan. He's willing to thumb his nose at American security so he could try to get more votes and appeal to certain interests. And even let's get into Israel, too. We talked about this even a little bit earlier today because, Susan, this drives me crazy. So far in Israel, he's been kind of backstabbing them. I mean, on one hand, he says, I support Israel. And then the next minute, he's throwing them under the bus and trying to push for a two-state solution. And they're going, wait, 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 we haven't gotten rid of Hamas yet. They're still right at our back door. And he doesn't seem to care. And he also hasn't condemned these protesters out there that are all over the streets of America because he's afraid to lose votes. All of this comes down to politics, and Susan, that's not putting America first. That's putting him first. Your thoughts? Oh, it's just disgraceful. You're so right that that
5: he is just a you know a political. Can I say horror? <laughs> you know, but, uh, for votes, be, he has no grounding. Um, he. But what I also wanted to just say that he swore. The day he was uh, sworn in, uh, which was just a terrible day in history, that he had to uphold the laws. It's not the laws that he agrees with or disagrees with. And he has has totally dodged it. I can't understand how he has gotten away with this. Not to mention, uh, you know, selling our country out
3: to to our biggest, you know, threat, the biggest threat in the world. Yeah. China. yeah, China. And by the way, and Iran too. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Great point, Susan. Everybody will continue your calls 1 800
0: 848
1: 9222. The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail.
6: Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero uno.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
3: President Trump a little bit ago verifying what we all knew that he would definitely appeal the penalty issued against him by that judge, Judge Arthur N. Goron, the stunning civil penalty of three hundred and fifty-five million dollars. President Trump says he believes there are lots of grounds for appeal on quote the matters, also the excessive amount. The list goes on and on, and he is going to fight this tooth and nail. By the way, also, brag the New York DA as a criminal case. So they're trying to go after Trump civilly, a civil death penalty, if you will, and then let's try to do a criminal one, too, and see if they can lock him up or convict him on something, which is why I think that Nikki Haley is still sticking in the race just to see if something goes up, because today... She was making her big announcement. Remember, we talked about it last night. Is she going to drop out? A lot of people thought she might. She said, nope, she's staying in the race. She's not going anywhere. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, uh, she's sticking in the race. What did you think about that one, Mike?
7: Oh, you, you know, truth is stranger than fiction, Read it; It really is. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Unbelievable. Uh, I did watch uh, uh, today. Donald Trump uh, on Fox. Um, And you know what? You talk about someone who's sharp as could be, just shy of 80. Cognitive ability is as sharp as anyone, as opposed to Biden. He doesn't know what planet he's on.
3: Yeah, you're right. It was a stark contrast from a guy who was clearly in command, uh, answering any question, you know, totally looked presidential, had policies that sounded extremely pro-American, as he was before. And then you got Biden fumbling around behind King Abdullah going, which way's right, which way's left? Wow.
1: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue.
3: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which is sponsored by GoyaCares.com, because you are a precious gift from God. Boy, this is a very powerful and really heartbreaking story coming from Burnsville, Minnesota, where Burnsville officers Paul M. Strand and Matthew Ruge, both 27, were fatally shot and firefighter paramedic Adam Feinseth 40 years old, was fatally shot as he provided aid to an injured officer. A man armed with multiple guns and large amounts of ammunition shot at police officers from both the upper and lower levels of a suburban Minneapolis home. It happened on Sunday, killing the two officers and also the firefighter. A third officer was also wounded in the shooting in Burnsville. The suspect in the shooting also died. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Superintendent Drew Evans said there was a large exchange of gunfire and authorities are still piecing together all of the details, but the firefighter paramedic who was killed was providing aid to an injured officer when he was shot and killed. The paramedic was part of a SWAT team that had been called to a domestic situation originally. Now, the shootings occurred after officers responded to a call involving an armed man who had barricaded himself inside with his family, including seven children. Officials said eventually the family was able to leave the home safely. Minnesota's Governor Tim Waltz said, quote, We must never take for granted the bravery and sacrifices of our officers and first responders that they make every single day. Our heart is with these officers today. And the entire state of Minnesota stands with Burnsville. Other law enforcement agencies immediately began posting messages of condolences all over social media, including images of badges with blue bars through them. It is a mark of solidarity in mourning. And of course, our thoughts and prayers so much go to everybody there in Burnsville and across the state of Minnesota. And it's a powerful reminder of the incredible work our men and women in blue do every single day and just how dangerous it is. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers so much also to the firefighter and paramedic who ran there trying to save the officers and was killed in the process. It is just heartbreaking to hear and a reminder that when you see a law enforcement officer or one of the firefighter paramedics, you thank them every single day for everything they're doing to protect All of us. And we are, of course, talking about law and order, the importance of it. We talked about the latest case that was happening at one of the migrant shelters in New York. Remember, we saw the officers, first of all, getting beaten near a migrant shelter near Times Square. That's that famous footage. A whole bunch of Venezuelans from Tren de Aragua, which is from Aragua, Venezuela. It is a big gang and a very ruthless gang. They were members of it. Some of them were teens, but uh, they were already hardened criminals who crossed our southern border. And, of course, we're giving the finger to media who could forget that lovely scene, too. Well, now authorities went to Randall's Island, which is another location in New York City, which is a big migrant shelter, and they go there to issue an arrest warrant, and then all the migrants start breaking out in a fight against the officers, and you see one of them throwing a chair at the head of a female officer, another one throwing punches. It's like a mob scene all over again. These people just have no sense of law and order, no appreciation of our law enforcement. And many of them have no appreciation of our country. And so tonight, President Trump was just talking about when he says he gets back in the White House, he says priority will be law and order and securing our border, that that is pivotal, that he cannot believe the, quote, amount of migrant crime he's seeing now, he talked about how he thinks he might even have a chance to win New York. That's a long shot because New York is, in general, obviously very much a blue, blue Democratic state. But there's also a number of Republican representatives. You got Mike Lawler and Nick Lalota, Anthony Esposito, Mark Molinaro. You got a number of those folks. So, indeed, of late, even in the New York City area, those guys. You know, one, Long Island, Hudson Valley, you look at a number of those cases. So there is some areas, especially where migrant and crime and all these things are enormous issues. It is tremendous openings for somebody like President Trump and somebody who looks at law and order. But, of course, they are trying to squeeze him every which way but loose. And now we're hearing that, The Fannie Willis case, we'll find out what happens, but there's going to be a hearing potentially on Friday on that one. That, of course, will decide whether or not it could be as early as this week or next week, whether or not she will stay on the case, whether she'll be disqualified or not. We'll see what happens. Then, of course, in March is the Alvin Bragg case, the Hush Money case. And we're also waiting to see, maybe even tomorrow, there will be some big decisions that are coming down tomorrow from the Supreme Court. We don't know if any of them are going to be tied, potentially, to the Trump issues. You know, it could be the Colorado ballot case. There could be an immunity decision. There's a whole bunch of different things that could potentially come down. We don't know. We'll just have to find out and see where it goes. But there's a lot of stuff coming in a whole bunch of different directions against President Trump. And listen to the ladies of The View because, boy, they were laughing today at this enormous, enormous decision against President Trump, which to me, every American should be disgusted by it. Every single American should just say, you know what, this is just inappropriate. It's lawfare. It's going after your political opponent. And to me, it just looks so blatant. But the ladies of The View, they're relishing in it. Take a listen to what Sonny Hostin of The View said. And let me push back on that just a little bit. That case was the most important
2: case to Trump. That's I think that that's is why Trump. he was in the courtroom this one. the entire time. His brand is everything. Money is king to him, and the fact now in his now, name and his name he there for that. He had yeah. his name over every single building here in yeah. New York, and now he looks like one big huge loser. And he doesn't have and, and, and people now will not know will know <laughs> that he doesn't have the yeah. money that he doesn't have business acumen that he's not a great business person. And I got to tell he you, a that's company. what hurt.
3: And she further said that she thinks this will expose Trump's assets. Listen to this.
2: Now we will know how much money he really has, because he either has to, in 30 days, as you mentioned, post a bond, which is 10% of the total amount, which he did in the $5 million case. He posted, you know, he put $5 million in escrow, but... He's not going to be able to put $350 million in escrow, and he's not going to be able to put $83 million in escrow. So he will have to find a surety company, and that surety company needs to make sure that they're going to get their money well, back. that's where the surety comes And at. that's where the surety that's comes right. in. And that's usually about, I think, in my experience, it's, it's about 100. They have to sh- he has to show that he has over 100% of the actual amount mm-hmm. before they give him 10% of right. $350 million. I was just asking Alyssa backstage, does Trump have
3: any money? Does Trump have any money? No, he just magically, these properties just sprout up like uh, chia pets. I mean, give me a break. That is unbelievable. And Sarah Haynes, who is conservative on the show, she balked back at Sonny Hostin. Listen to this exchange.
6: I do think and this is not due to any emotion towards trump i think the punishment was excessive and for this reason that is the one pushback it's all legal it all falls within the legal realm but the number on that what Alyssa was regarding with the no the victim list if you take a company that comes in and i'm using a katie Tur example here mm-hmm. and it's a cosmetic company and it poisons you and then that company is sued they will be held accountable for a greater number because they have direct human mm-hmm. victims in the crime Even Trump was held on this same one before Mm -hmm. for only 25 million in the Trump University case. And those were victims. Those were people Mm -hmm. that were were completely conned into a degree. My criticism of this is not because I feel any sorrow for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But I do think that he is an instigator of sowing distrust in institutions. It's his one thing. Everyone's um, completely uh, kind of against him. It's a political witch hunt. It's personal. This... Ruling to the number it has been held is slightly playing into the optics that this was political. But the but the and number was
2: proven by evidence, yeah. but it didn't trail come out of nowhere. Of 300, yeah. the punishment. Yeah. There's, a, there's a paper trail here. Yeah. But, but how can I has, trace he has, it he, I find He has defrauded the government and the state of New York for well, it's, it's years. It's a bank.
3: These people are nuts. There has never been a case like this in New York. They know it. And she's like, well, it's a little bit excessive. It's enormously excessive. And legal scholars have said there's never been anything like this. There's no victim. Nobody complained. And now, already, Letitia James is out there, the attorney general, saying, whoa, you know, we're going to start seizing his assets if he doesn't step up. I mean, where are they going to end on this? I mean, this is unbelievable. It's like they're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And President Trump... If you saw him tonight, cool as a cucumber. Imagine if you were dealing like with one one-thousandth of what he's dealing with. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Robert in Suffolk. Robert, your thoughts about all this.
5: Hi, Rita. I believe that uh, it's unconstitutional what was done to Trump, especially excessive fine. It's a prohibition under the Eighth Amendment. Yeah, and, and, that, and by the way, the
3: that's states. what, did you hear him tonight? He said that that's one of the areas that they're going to use for appeal, too, because it it is so over-the-top uh, punitive. It's so blatant, don't you think?
1: Yes, it's
5: excessive and applies to the states under the 14th Amendment for equal protection. Now, I believe Trump, he should start filing civil and criminal lawsuits for Him being persecuted because of his political beliefs and the rights that he has been denied in each jurisdiction, cases have been brought.
3: Yeah, and I think he has some interesting grounds. By the way, did you hear tonight, Robert, he, he was asked by, in fairness to Trump, he was asked by Laura Ingram on Fox News, do you think you're sort of a victim like Alexei Navalny, who, of course is the Putin opposition leader who suddenly died, very mysteriously, remember, uh, in the uh, gulag there in Siberia. And his yes. answer was um, that it is. the What he's going through is the civil punishment seems like a form of Navalny, uh, that he says he absolutely believes it's because he is such a threat to them, and that they will continue, 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 no matter what. He also brought up an interesting point. He said, "Listen, any of these other folks who either were in the race, or Nikki Haley's case, who says she's still staying in the race, uh, he says they're in la la land if they think that they're going to get, you know, uh, a soft pass." By the Democrats, if they continue to run. Like he's like Nikki Haley, he was saying wouldn't be able to handle it for five seconds, what he is dealing with all the incoming from the Democrats. Do you agree with that, or is there something special about Trump that he's the ire?
5: Oh, no, I agree with you. Uh, Nikki Haley is trying to stick it out in case something happens to Trump and she could be the nominee. That's not going to happen.
3: Yeah, you you are exactly right, Robert. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. Thanks so much for the call. And as Robert was just saying, she is sort of just kind of hanging out there, wondering: Will there be something? Will lightning hit? Uh, Will something? You know, somebody get hit by a bus? Uh, Will Trump uh, maybe be in prison? And something happens. I mean, I'm telling you, there there are so many crazy things. Will he maybe decide not to run? That's not going to happen. He's going to even run, I promise you, even if he's behind bars. But here is Doug Schoen, political pollster, and we talked with him about that earlier today on Cats and Cosby. Uh, he agreed with what Robert just said. Take a listen. Do you think she's hoping to like what something happens? Maybe, you know, Alvin Bragg's case is coming up. Uh, there's a lot of these other cases. Alvin Bragg's is a criminal. I mean, it's over the uh, business documents. But my gosh, who knows where this is going, that maybe something happens and she's the last person standing.
5: Rita, that's the only logical explanation for why she would stay in now and indeed uh, through Super Tuesday. I think she is trying to be the credible alternative if something happens to Trump, if he makes some sort of a deal, whatever. I I think it's highly unlikely, but you never say never in politics.
3: Never say never in politics and never say never uh, you know when it comes to Alvin Bragg and all these other cases that the Democrats are doing. I mean, if somebody said to you, you know, a year or two ago, oh, there's going to be uh, 15 different cases that'll put them behind bars for three lifetimes, would you you'd go? What? Well, welcome to what's happening today. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. After the break,
1: it's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
3: And coming up in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll talk more about the migraine crisis. Also, Nikki Haley staying in the race and also, John Solomon has some really explosive details about who is funding Al Qaeda and also its reemergence in Afghanistan. It's like all of these different terrorist groups are popping their heads up. They were eradicated, but under Joe Biden, they feel they can just kind of operate at free will. And clearly, his policy of appeasement is dangerous to the world in so many different levels and they're still going after president trump who certainly was keeping a lot of these people these bad actors in line i think about him taking out soleimani of course in iran with the revolutionary guard corps the head of it uh who met a uh, drone strike an untimely drone strike for him and nikki haley though says that she's staying in the race And she's already kind of prejudging Trump. Listen to this one, because she was asked in the last day or two, what would she do? Would she pardon President Trump if he got convicted of a crime? Now, remember, the first thing coming up is this Alvin Bragg case Uh, next month, which is probably the weakest of all the cases. But, you know, Alvin Bragg, it's New York. It'll be guilty. But if you're a, a migrant who comes from a criminal gang, you get to walk free. If you beat cops, no worries. But if you're Trump? Oh, let's throw the book at you. But listen to what Nikki Haley had to say when she was asked about would she pardon President Trump. Governor Haley,
7: if you were elected president, would Donald Trump if he was convicted of a crime in federal court?
6: Well, thank you for that question. You know, if you're talking about pardoning Trump, it's not a matter of innocence or guilt at that point, because that means he would have already been found guilty. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. We've got to leave the negativity and the baggage behind. I don't want this country divided any further. I don't think it's in the best interest for America to have an 80-year-old president sitting in jail and having everybody upset about it. I think this would be the time that we would need to move forward and get this out of the way
3: think that's the right answer. But she should have said these charges against him, these trials against him, they're a charade. They are political prosecution, persecution. And instead, she said, well, if he's, you know, if I need to pardon him, that means he's been convicted of a crime as if it's a bonafide, uh, very unbiased system, as if a jury just blindly finds him guilty for all the right reasons. She's clearly throwing Trump under the bus. What 9222 four eight nine two two two. Let's go to BJ line five. BJ, your reaction.
7: Well, uh, to to Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is put up by the Bush establishment people, so she's going to be like Kasich was in twenty sixteen. She's going to stick around like a like a you know like a bad uh, case of indigestion for years if she can. Uh, she's destroyed herself politically and she's, she will not be able to run in 2028. Uh, but you said something very interesting with this show, The View, that basically wouldn't be on TV if welfare people shut-ins and prisoners didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I'm telling you right now, Donald Trump has tripled his popularity. It's only in the blue states like New York and, and communist New Jersey and communist California where you hear this hate Trump rhetoric. In uh, the heartland of this this country, the people that actually do stuff to make this country go, uh, he is the man. He is going to be in, and I'll tell you what, uh, to add insult to injury to all the lefties, he is going to not only flip New York, he is going to go into neighborhoods that Joe Biden don't, doesn't even know exist. He's gonna go into Queens, he's gonna go into the South Bronx, He's going to go in. In fact, he might even ring Stan's doorbell and say hi.
3: (laughs) Stan would have a heart attack on that one. Whoa! That would be one for the record books. That would be like a great candid camera. Him showing up and saying, Hi, Stan. Have you been? That would be great. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody.